there is a whole bunch a lot going, going on. on. Yeah, a lot he going didn't on. even mention the most important things that are going on right now because look, I think he laid. He did. Chris did a good job of laying out everything you have to do today. You're doing this show. We're going to watch some Dodger baseball this afternoon yeah. at two o'clock. Two o'clock game. You've got a Laker pregame show, mm-hmm. a Laker game, a Laker postgame show. You've got a lot on your plate. But I think the part that nobody really understands, maybe other than me at this point, yeah. is your preoccupation with the Chinese hypersonic missile that's been all over the news. <laughs> this has been the thing that's been consuming your thoughts all morning. You haven't even really gotten a chance to think about the Dodgers and the Lakers because the Chinese have a hypersonic missile at their disposal. You want me to think about who starts game four? You want me to have that conversation? When there's undetected missiles going hey. up into uh, into space that we had no idea about, eh, the United States have deal? zero idea. We're By fine. the way, this is the one thing that is a positive and a negative being in these studios. The positive is there's all these TVs. Yes, right. It's fantastic. The negative is when somebody turns the channel. When they change the channel, and all of a sudden you it's get on the world. news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's just say they're not exactly the most positive people out there. Not always. No, not, not necessarily. Always. Not, not always. necessarily. It is a busy day, Slee. Two o'clock Dodger. Cool time for LA. What a cool time for LA. Yeah, this is uh it, it's gonna be fantastic. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I have not spent a whole bunch of time getting invested in the Laker preseason. I, I mean, other than going to media day that day, which was yeah. awesome, and getting mm-hmm. a chance to talk to all the guys, which was awesome, I've been preoccupied with the Dodgers. I've been preoccupied with the Rams and SC and all of these sorts of things. But I'm not going to lie. See, I'm pretty fired up to see them play the Golden State Warriors tonight. That this is We're going to get to see all the pieces, real competitive action, real mix, all of this stuff tonight. Yeah. Finally, can't wait. Well, here's the reality. Um, you didn't miss anything <laughs> I didn't feel over like those I did. six preseason games. Yeah. So. I actually, um, I almost uh, admire your last couple of weeks of not following suit to what was going on in the preseason. But you're right. You know, tonight we'll start the 82-game grind. You obviously got an incredible amount of curiosity between these three players uh, and also a lot of question marks. I think that's going to be sometimes what makes it fascinating is we've never seen it. So it's not like you're rolling back the ball with the same roster. I mentioned this to you earlier. It's amazing. Isn't it kind of crazy? It's amazing. Only three players coming back from last year's squad. Three players. You you said to me this morning, hey, Trev, how many guys do you think are back from Mm -hmm. last year's team? And I went, well, LeBron and AD, obviously. Um, THT, and he went, yep, that's it. <laughs> just that, just those three guys. It feels like they're running it back, only they're not even a little bit running it back. Yeah, obviously the main players uh, coming back, and I think there's going to be – look, I, I think there's some excitement going to be at Staples Center for a couple of reasons. First of all, the big stars that you just talked about. Second of all, the expectations of trying to get another championship. And listen, there hasn't really been – there hasn't been much to cheer about, and I, I want to go back to pre-COVID. Okay. It's the last time you had a sold-out Staples Center. Yeah. It's the last time you had a meaningful game at Staples Center Why where, do I remember? where you can fill in 20,000 people. Is it because it was the last? I remember AD missing that three at the buzzer against the Nets. Against Brooklyn. That, that, that's yeah. the, and then the everything kind of went out the window at that point. They shut the season down. They restarted Stopped. the bubble. Orlando last bubble. year's was mm-hmm. a weird year. It. Why do I remember that so well? Um, They... So remember last season, they beat the Clippers and the Bucks like leading up to that too, right? Beat them a Friday and a yeah. Sunday. Um, leading up, so last season of the postseason, do you remember this? The Staples Center. This was part of the. I think it was the county or it was the state ordinance, whatever it was. You could only have maybe seventy five hundred people. I think that was the max. Uh-huh. Maybe they got to eight thousand, something along those lines. So even freaking playoff games didn't feel like they didn't feel what yeah. you would think it is. So 
Um, you know, obviously because of that and some of the other expectations, it, it'll be uh, it'll be exciting tonight. All right, so we got the Dodgers tonight, Gareth. Uh, this today. afternoon, yeah, yeah, today, <laughs> this two o'clock. Afternoon, two yeah. o'clock. Which let me real quick. You got some errands Maybe we to run. Put up go a poll on this. Go run. Know. Go go get your laundry <laughs> and then head over to Dodger Stadium at two o'clock on Tuesday. What has been more difficult for you to wrap your head around over the last couple of minutes than the Dodgers playing a two o'clock game on yep. a Tuesday in the NLCS? This isn't a getaway day before. They fly to Pittsburgh. Okay, this is this is game three of the. It's NLDS. not a double header either, right? The, it's not you know you try to squeeze two in, two seven yeah. inning games in NLCS game three mm-hmm. on a Tuesday at two p.m. That's clearly given you some trouble along the way, or the hypersonic missile. Yeah, definitely the hypersonic <laughs> missile. Okay, real real question here: Why why are they doing a two o'clock first pitch? TV, TV. But this can't be good for TV. I, I wouldn't think so. No, but they're on competing networks, so they both—if they put them both on prime time—they split it potentially. I mean, they're not going to split it here in LA. Just as an example, I, four o'clock, uh, the Astros and the Boston Red Sox yeah. here, which is seven o'clock there, yeah. and then air the Braves and can I, you, you do six forty? Can you do a six ten? No, these are decisions made way. That's above a weird my one. Head. It is. It That's is. A weird one. Uh, look, I don't hate it. I like day baseball. It's pretty fun to watch. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive insurance all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline and we're going to ask for your participation today talk about how you feel about the Dodgers let's talk about how you feel about how the Dodgers have managed the first two games that's of the a National big question championship right series mm-hmm. you can do that on the Dr. Pepper call in line ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper college football is back so are the fans return to glory with fansville by Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve so let's start with this game mm-hmm. three Walker Bueller today and again it's on the right arm of Walker Bueller. Again, they are asking him to pitch the game that will more than likely determine the outcome of their season. Because if they win today, they're right back in this sure, thing. Sure. If they lose today, I think that even the most optimistic Dodger fans know that the odds get no, really, you you really narrow. Today. You, yeah, you, you, you can't today. go down 3-0. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that doesn't happen hardly ever. So... Not only does he need to pitch well, Al, I think there's a whole nother layer to this because the Dodgers have run through their pitching in such an unusual way over the first couple of games of this series. He needs to pitch deep into the game. And and I'm not saying he's got to pitch eight innings or a complete game, but a six-inning outing is nearly as important as him not giving up a bunch of runs because the Dodger bullpen has been asked to do some things over these last couple of games that they typically have not been asked to do. They've been used in weird spots. You've had starting pitchers coming in in relief roles in Game 5 and in Game two, 1 and in Game 3 or Game 2. And so Game 3, for everybody to get back to where they need to be, they need him to pitch deep into the game so you can just go, okay, he's done. Here's Blake Trinan. Here's Kenley Jansen. We all go home. See you tomorrow. It's 2-1. So there's certain pitchers who are asked to, hey, can you just as best as you can keep us in this game? Um, can you give us five innings? Can you uh, – when we do eventually go to the bullpen, can we have a lead? If you can please do that. I think it's interesting that you mentioned for Bueller what the expectations are. It's completely different. Tonight is, Walker, can you go six – at least six, but six would be right, right? Go six innings. And by the way, in the process, can you make sure that we have the lead? And by the way, also in the process, can you make sure that we're trying to set up tomorrow's game as well so you become critical for tomorrow's game? There's only a few pitchers where you ask to, can you check A, B, and C in a playoff game where you're down 2-0? Bueller's one of those guys. So I just bring that up because – they're in such a weird predicament here. 
Um, Dave Roberts hasn't said yet hasn't said yet whether tomorrow will be a bullpen day or it will be Julio, which is by the way surprising in itself because I just assumed that he was pitching in Game Four. That was kind of the assumption mm-hmm. of, of which I. And we'll do this a little bit later in the show. This will kind of take me back to, well, why did this decision happen? Why did that decision happen? And and that's one of the questions you wanted to throw out to listeners. What have you thought about how Dodgers have managed so far in the series against the Braves? And I, I asked it specifically like that, how the Dodgers have managed this, because everything I'm reading, Dave it's Roberts, Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts, guys, yeah. it's stop. I, I get it. I'm frustrated with a lot of the things that Dave Roberts does too, but you're barking up the wrong tree if you think that this is exclusively a Dave Roberts joint. It's not. It's an Andrew Friedman joint. It's a Dodger collective joint. They're putting these things together. So we'll get to that coming up in just just a few minutes. But here here's the rub, two things. Usually, not always, but usually, the tough start after a start on short rest is the next one. It's not the day where you go short. It's the time after you go short. Why, why is that, by the it's way? It's just the body just is catching up because the adrenaline kind of pushes you through that short one that you can kind of ramp up, but all of a sudden, your rest has been shorted to a certain degree, and you can't just buy it back on the back end. Well, you got an extra time this time, a short one there, so it all evens. The amount of time may be right but your body not responding. And look, maybe he's one of these guys. We've seen it before. We talked to Madison Bumgarner and Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. And he had and some a good of these guys, his short start. He had a good start. He was so, really good. He so. was really good. But this will be interesting too. And then you combine it with what we were just talking about, which is, oh, not only that, but I need you to get deeper into the game. Because it brings us to the next point that you mentioned. Tim Kuhn, who writes for ESPN, wrote an, an incredible sentence, I think, that I want to read because I think it, it it's as good of anything that I've read about what the Dodgers have done through these first couple of games of the series. This is what he wrote. The Dodgers need to stop treating every game as an elimination game until it is. Okay, They played game one like it was an elimination game, and it wasn't. They did it similarly in game two. I don't know what's going to happen today, but while maybe it's not by the most strict definition an elimination game, sure feels like it. So because you did all this weird stuff to cover for a problem that, as far as I can tell, doesn't even exist, you're trying to skip pitchers that have had great seasons, now you're in a spot where 2-0 is a de facto elimination game, and you're going to have to do some of these things because, look... There's a world that exists where Walker Buell in the fourth inning maybe hasn't given up a bunch of runs, but there's guys on base, he's walked guys, he's maybe got a double play to escape an inning here or there, where he's just not your guy tonight. Mm-hmm. And now you have to lean on the bullpen again. And now you got Julio going tomorrow on rest that maybe isn't full, or maybe you try to squeeze it through to game five that never happens. Because of all of these moves, these cute moves, you've put yourself in a situation where now you almost have to do it but you've already stolen from your your arsenal of, of relief pitchers before you've had to steal from them. It's a really strange dynamic. If you told me the biggest storyline so far through the first two games, Dodgers are down two nothing against Atlanta. You know, you could say, well, that's two walk offs by the uh, by the Atlanta Braves. Of course, that's a big storyline. But let's just focus on the Dodgers for a second. I'm confused with what they're doing. Like that's the best way for me to describe it. I know you've mentioned this, and I know you'll continue to reiterate this. You got to hit. You got to be able to put some runs on the board. And if you don't score in the playoffs, there's a good chance um, you're probably not going to win many games. And and granted, now the Dodgers have kind of been always an up and down team when it comes to scoring. But the one takeaway that I've just through two games, if you said, how would you analyze the Dodgers through the first two games? I'm a little confused. And when I say I'm confused, let me use as an example. Game one was a bullpen day, right? 
bullpen day that they were in the game, they lose 3-2. to two. Was that the final score, 3-2? Um, okay, you know what? It happens. I thought that was a must-win for Atlanta. If, you, if the Braves don't win the first game where they're playing in a bullpen game, they're probably not going to win the series. Why not start Walker Bueller in that second game? This was a caller. A caller mentioned this, and just let me finish this point. Why not start Walker Bueller so then Max Scherzer doesn't have to be in a situation where he's saying his arm was dead? Right in game two, where he's literally saying, "No, I can't. I don't have it." He's telling Dave Roberts, "I can't go anymore." When's the last time you had Max Scherzer hand the ball to Dave Roberts and say, "Go get somebody else," because I'm not going to be able to give it to you? I, I feel like they've put some of these pitchers in a position to fail, and and that article that you're referring to about do not treat these games as you know the final game of a series because it's not a final game of a series. The way things have worked out so far. It affects you for some of these other games. There's no guarantee Julio's going to go tomorrow. I the only thing I could assume on that is because I think the he's only way he ready. does if he goes tomorrow is if they lose today. That you can't you can't go into a real elimination game with a bullpen. I mean you can, but it's not ideal. Where if they win today, you're up two one, and you can say okay, let's throw the because look. But how the, risky is that? In it's itself? it's incredibly risky, but they have no choice. They're okay, going to so, have to have so, one of these bullpen games. So why would Julio be a question for tomorrow? Then? Well. Can can I can I go back to saying does it have anything to do with him coming in in, in pitching in 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 game two and looking as bad as he did? Yeah, it, it's a fair question, and I think it's a good question. And the answer is I don't think anybody can say yes or no for sure because the the eye test says yeah, it did. He came in, he didn't pitch well, he didn't look good. Now that show. You take, yeah, so yeah, of course one had one plus one equals two. Look look at it; it's right there in front of you. It makes sense to me. I would think I my my feelings are it has much more to do with him being beyond his career high in innings in August than it does anything that happened two nights ago. That he is at a point where he has thrown more pitches, more innings, more high leverage pitches, more high leverage innings than he has at any point in his life. That probably has more to do it to me because look, you're telling me you're going to pitch on what did he pitch? He pitched game five. Right, you're going to pitch game. Uh, granted, it was a little wonky because he didn't come into the third inning. I pitched what four? Pitch four, four innings. Plus, he yeah. pitched four innings. So we've got four innings. You're going to throw a couple of days after that anyway, whether it's on the side or in the bullpen or in the game. You're going to throw 20, 25 pitches just to break a sweat, and this is your routine. And then you're going to pitch a couple of days after that. Okay, I can. That that doesn't seem like a huge ask. Only they're super high leverage pitches, both in Game 5, both in Game 2, and both Incredibly in Game 4. Incredibly unorthodox. Incredibly unorthodox. And this is the point that I want to get to. This is all done for reasons that don't make sense to me. Do they make sense on paper? Sure. Do you do you play the matchup games? Yeah, okay, I get it. The, did What you did with Corey Knable in Game 5, did it make sense? Yeah, it did. The more you thought about it, you're like, ah, I see what they're doing. What they did in Game 1 didn't make a ton of sense. What they did in game two made even less sense to use Vezia at that point. I get to high leverage, but you could have used Brule there and you could have used Vezia at the end of the game. There was just some things, and the, the Julio decision is a weird one. To There's just all of these things you've done to prevent a problem that didn't exist. Can, you can have you? not had a bullpen that's been a bunch of arsonists burning the, the field to the ground. They've pitched incredibly well. Why are you trying to skip guys all okay, of a sudden? On paper. You said something about on paper. Um, Blake Trinan was in in the seventh, right? Mm-hmm. Trinan was in in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Trinan got you three outs. Okay. In the eighth inning, 
Can you not use Blake Trinan and Kenley Jansen with a two-run lead to get you six outs, however that looks, whether that's Trinan giving you two more outs, one more out. Okay, any problem, let's go directly to Kenley. Couldn't you have I – and mean, that's the part that I'm confusing. It's confusing to me. It was confusing to me yesterday. It's even more confusing to me today because, you know, you just said something right there too. You just said, do you have – has the bullpen given you doubt? Have they put you in a position where you feel like you need to go grab your game four starter in game two yeah. and bring him in in the eighth inning and he ends up giving two runs or giving up two P- runs? Part of it is, and we'll continue this conversation coming up in it, is you got sometimes these pitchers have to come out for hitters that you need to put a hitter in, so you got to make a move and all these things. But sure. Blake Trinan threw nine pitches. Maybe we run him back nine out there. pitches. Yeah, and, and we've, already, we've already decided that we can throw the script out the window. We're just going by what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just go by what's happening right now. That guy just got three outs on nine pitches. That seems like a really good idea to make. More of this conversation, more of what's coming up. Plus, we got a lot of your phone calls. We're all over the Lakers opener today. We've yep. got so much, Lee, and hypersonic missiles. There's just a million things to Don't, get to. Let's keep that one out of it. 877-710-ESPN. <laughs> the question that you threw out there to start it off, how do you think the Dodgers have managed these first couple of games against the Atlanta Braves? 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710-ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. He didn't even mention the most alarming part of the entire thing. That Kanye changed his name to Yee? <laughs> yeah, Yee. Oh, so my uh, one of my children has now decided that... Changed their name? All of his responses are basically one-syllable grunts. Mm. Yee, nee, yee. That's it. It's super fun. I really enjoy those conversations. Sounds, uh, hey, yeah, sounds like a you, great conversation. You, you need a ride home from school today? Yee. Wait, What? It, it, no. What cup of coffee it's are you like, on right now? It's just a cup of coffee. Number you three. Let's not talk about it right no, I'm, now. I'm going. It's 1018 right now. By 1030, I'm pouring another one. Well, by 1030, Morales is going to be in studio. That's what I'm I was going to say. Another one. The tea, that's the part he left out. So Chris is on his way in. He has a major announcement, according to uh, to Twitter. So we'll see what the uh, the major announcement is. I'm, if, if it is what I think it is, I'm pretty excited about it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what it is in about 11 minutes from right now at 1030. Now, uh, Really quick before we get to the Dodger lineup, which is out, we are here in studio right now, and they have all the lights on for the yeah. first time. They have all the TV lights on. Let me ask you a very important question. Yeah. Does my handlebar mustache look even better with all of these lights on? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not kidding. I said this yesterday. It just looks normal now. <laughs> not to me, it doesn't. It just has become normal. I get up this morning, I'm, I walk into the bathroom, I flip on the light, and I catch uh, a glimpse of my face in the mirror. I'm like, oh, God, that thing's still there. Like it's, it, it, we, we need to get I'm rid of this. I need the Dodgers to win the World Series I'm quickly. I'm surprised you didn't look in the mirror and just kind of give yourself. Remember, you said there was a biker yesterday at Starbucks that gave you like a respect <laughs> yeah. nod. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't look at yourself, give yourself a quick little respect. I probably nod. should start doing that. Pay All much right. respect. Here's the Dodger lineup Mookie, Seeger, Trey Turner, one, two, three, in all of the traditional spots. Will Two Smith, of those three guys aren't hitting. Nope. Will, Will Smith, Smith is. is in the cleanup spot. He is hitting Justin Turner, who is barely at 100. Uh, he's batting fifth. Gavin Lux back in center 
Fairfield at mm-hmm. six, and then Cody Bellinger at first, first. Chris Taylor in left field, Walker Bueller, of uh, course, batting ninth and doing the pitching. Okay. So pretty much what we thought. As yeah. far as the lineup goes, that's about where we thought it would be. How many runs do you think, you, you know, you keep kind of emphasizing, you're probably emphasizing this more than anybody else, that at the end of the day, you, you got to score yes, some right. runs. What do they need tonight? If they get four again tonight, they're good? I don't know. If you'd have four, told four me is game a, four two, is a toss up. Four is a toss up. If you'd have told me game two, you're going to get four. I would think, yeah, they're, they're winning the game. Yeah, probably. I think four, you could win, but I don't love it. Five, I really yeah. like your chances. And six, I think you got it in your back pocket at this point. All right, so we asked the question, what do you make of what the Dodgers have done with managing their team so far this season? Uh, let's start in Santa Ana with Daniel. Daniel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Daniel? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, good talking to you, and finally get to uh, talk to you two gentlemen. Uh, first, I feel like the Dodgers uh, management, I, I know it comes down from Friedman. That wasn't managed very well. They got too cute. I know other fans have said that. Um, they, they, you know, they saw that after game one, it didn't work. They shouldn't have gone to a bullpen game in game two. And about Bueller, I feel really good about this game. Uh, you know, he, he's going to pitch maybe seven or eight innings because the last time he went out, he got a no decision, went four and one third innings. But the Dodgers, the Dodgers bats are going to wake up. They have to. They have no other choice. I'll take uh, your answer off the air. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks, Daniel. First of all, they didn't have a bullpen game in Game Two. Max Scherzer started. He didn't go very I deep think he into the game. Was yeah, yeah, that but didn't just, go very far. Just mm-hmm. that the plan was not to start firing through relievers no. in the fifth inning the no. way that they had to do it. That was more out of necessity than it was by game plan. Which, by the way, could happen again tonight. I do not think you're going to get eight innings out of Walker Bueller. I don't think you're going to get eight innings out of anybody anymore. This, it's funny. We, we talked about it yesterday mm-hmm. when Reggie hit those home runs uh, against the uh, the Dodgers in the '77 World Series and. He he hit him off three different three pitches. Right. You 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 just don't see a guy a third and a fourth time anymore. Like I was watching them going, oh yeah, it's just. I know that one wasn't because he got him off three different guys, but you don't get that at bat off a guy that's thrown 110 pitches anymore. You don't get that at bat off a guy. Hey, we're gonna slide him through the eighth because he's my guy. People understand that a bullpen arm that's super fresh coming in and pitching that inning. So you're not gonna get Walker Bueller in the eighth inning. If you get Walker, if you said to me, if you said to Dave Roberts, mm-hmm. never mind Travis mm-hmm. and Slee. If you said to Dave Roberts, right now, I'm going to give you Walker Bueller six innings, two runs, would you take it? I can almost guarantee you would buy it. By the way, this also has something to do with, this was a conversation we were having yesterday, and I think this is a fair one to have. Trev, the Dodgers could also, as much as you don't want to say it, they could be running out of gas. Sure. You know, they could be, the, the fumes that, let's just use, let's use, Max Emotional Scherzer, gas as much as physical physical gas. Let's use Scherzer as an example. How many innings did he pitch on Sunday? Four and change. Four and change. Julio came in, tried to give him what he had. He didn't have all that much. Okay. Walker Bueller. I don't know if you know. I, I'm not sure if Walker Bueller is going to give you seven innings or he's going to give you five innings. But there is also something to the effect of as the season was ending. And you were talking about maybe give Walker Bueller a little bit of rest. Maybe give Julio a little bit of rest. There's something to every single game they played through the 162 mattered. Sure. Then a wild card game mattered. And then a five-game set against the Giants was an absolute grind that mattered. Something to that. There's something to they're, – they're also at a point of the year you don't expect Bueller to give you eight innings because maybe he just physically cannot give you eight innings. And that's not the way the game's played anymore. Even if he physically could get you there, it would be a really narrow set of circumstances where you would let him pitch the eighth inning. Namely, you got a seven-run lead, right? And I can give my bullpen another day to get right. Then, yeah, there's there, there are some scenarios there. But it just feels like you're – 
you're almost chasing whatever is happening the inning before now. And, and to your point, they have been through such an emotional grind for such a long time. I'm not. That's why when you when out we, of necessity, out of uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and by choice, mm-hmm. and, and by choice. Those last two weeks, you could have you could have recharged your batteries. You could have you mailed could've. it in and said, "We're not going to go for the division." And I, and I don't think they wanted to do no, that. No, they, they clearly did not. Mm-hmm. But they ended up in the exact same spot they would have had they done it anyway. And, and and you get there is a benefit to that. And mailing it in was never my suggestion. My thing was, do you need a day? Yeah, you need one. Okay, fine. Let's give him a day. You need. A, we're going to pitch you four innings instead of six. All of those. Anyway, that that's in the rearview mirror. When you play all of those, they played three elimination games in a week. In a week, they right. had three elimination right. games. It's really hard. You and I were talking about it on Friday. You're saying, are they going to win one or two? I said, hold on a second. I think this is a seven-game series. I think this is going to be a really hard fought. That they had a hangover in those games, does not an offensive hangover in particular. They just didn't have that little snap that they typically have. All right, let's try another one. Devin in Los Angeles. Devin, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Dev? Y'all guys are so better than Mason and, and, and George and all those guys. Y'all smart. It's all about well, what I he's am. doing with this pitching. <laughs> it's so what he's doing with this pitching thing is crazy. Game one, we normally go Triton Jensen. Why would you go Jensen Triton? That ain't Freeman. That's Dave Roberts. Game two, he could have put Triton back in. He could have went Gratterall and then Jensen. Why would you pitch our game four player? When we need him can't answer that question. I can't answer the Julio question. I, I, the, I can't. The reason he went with Julio there, mm-hmm. and, and Devin, like you're saying, instead of Gratterall, instead of trying to bring him back in. out there, or even mm-hmm. bringing Jansen in at that point, sure. which he did, they had their left-handed guys coming up, including Freddie Freeman, and I'm forgetting the, the leadoff hitter's name uh, at the moment, but there was two left-handed They were playing matchups. Now, didn't work. He didn't have his stuff, but that's why they went left-hander, and that's he was the only left-hander left other than Brule because you're probably not going to pitch him in that situation. I think your question, the other one, though, is a really good one. Why all of a sudden are we having flip-flop? Why do we have Kenley Jansen pitching the eighth and Blake Trinan pitching the ninth? And it, It's, again, I'll go back to the line. We're trying to cover for a problem that doesn't exist. That's what's so strange to me, that if the Dodger bullpen was a garbage fire, sure, Let's bring in Julio. Let's, Everybody let's, would understand. It'd be justified in not. a way. Mm-hmm. That Joe Kelly and Bickford and Vezia and and Knable and all of these guys, Gratterall, Trinan, Jansen, they've all pitched incredibly well, and yet you're shuffling the deck like they're both walking out there with a gas can. I think we'll uh, – and as the show progresses, I know there's some, there's some Dave – uh, we can hear from Dave kind of justifying some of it, so we could do that as the show uh, progresses. Look at that jacket. Look at that jacket. That is a that, see. Man that's the jacket I was talking about. That's the one I want. Chris impress Morales is in the house. More of your phone calls coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg. Letting you know, ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark. There's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline, and you know who that is. You know who likes to make fun of me for talking about Jared Goff like this. Hey, Matthew Stafford, how are you? (laughs) I don't really sound like that, do I? It's not bad. Actually, that's one of the more accurate uh, impersonations I've ever heard. Dan Campbell sounded a little bit like that. The UCLA frat frat guy and uh, Goff or Morales giving love to Goff. You know what I need to do while Chris is in here is I need to do my messy voice just so you can see Sleaze's face in person. Do it, do it right now let's do it before we get no, to the I'm important not a jukebox. stuff i'll slide it in don't worry i'll, 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 I'll hope get, you do slide it in I'll good morning sleep. at some point what's going on chris are you feeling better today okay you got this can we just talk about the He's attire for up. a quick second it's a nice jacket bro came ready to go shout I out mean, to raj kaswani and Sherman oaks he makes all my clothes kaswani uh, clothes pressed yeah so are you feeling better today yesterday you sounded a little gassed like uh, what do you mean? max scherzer's arm <laughs> Is it, do, can point? I ask you a question? Yes. Do you root for anything? So I'm going to tell you quickly. <laughs> do you just like to watch everything burn to the ground? I was born a Dodgers fan. I'm an old Hershiser guy, Gibson guy, Raul Mondesi, oh, Eric Harris. El Canyon. Saturday night I got into it. I was like, you know what? It's game one of the NLCS. I'm going to bring out the mugs from 1988 that my grandfather bought. And then it all turned, and now I'm back Where on the Braves bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the guy that likes to watch chaos ensue. I do. I enjoy the horror of it all. I enjoy the... I enjoyed their, the fans just losing their minds. Okay, Lee. so I imagine you want tonight the Dodgers to win. Make this a little bit more interesting. No. <laughs> you don't? No. I wish that I didn't I know that was his king, angle. But I know he's not. Warriors by 20. Nah, anyway, no. That's not going to happen. Why are you here? I am here because we just got out of a meeting. Carlo's in here as well. The hey, Fun Carlo. and Games Department, shouts out to you, Tommy. We had a very special meeting this morning, Slee. Okay. We are trying to put together something that has never been done in L.A. sports radio. I'm not talking about this show. Something better than that. I mean, you guys are great and all. But oh, thanks. Sunday, February 6th, to kick off Super Week on 710 ESPN, we want to put together an event, an award show almostly, where all the listeners can come out, mm-hmm. be part of the whole mishpuka will be there. You know, everyone, sure. the whole radio station, and listeners for the next few months get to vote mm. on what is the, who, I should say is the best host on 710 ESPN. What is the best show? Who is the best producer? I already give a vote to Emily. Who, what is the best bit? Is it Ask Silly? Is it Radio Tinder? These kind of important questions is what we want the audience of 710 ESPN to vote on. Can I add another category? Because I'm looking at these. Best snack? I think, think, well, we can do that. But I think we got a chance to win a lot of these. But I want best caller, too. Best caller, Because yeah. I feel like we have a runaway lead in that category as well. So let's put best caller in there as well. Keisha was great. We've got a whole bunch of good Manuel ones. Manuel is pretty Manuel's damn Manuel's a regular. So here's where we need the listeners' help today. Because we want to do this on Sunday, February 6th. We're looking at different locations. So it should be an event they could attend, they could be a part that, of. No. You're only going to be able to either buy your ticket in or win. Ooh. Okay. Listening to 710 ESPN. This is going to be a party. Now, Houston. A party in the sense that it's a party? It's a real party. We're going to dress up. (laughs) Everyone's going to look beautiful. Do I still have to have this on my face? Yes. Because now you can't get rid of it. It's part of you. I think pitchers and catchers will be about to report then, so you could start wearing it again. 
This is going to be an amazing event. We want all the listeners to come out. We want them to be part of this. But we also want you to feel part of it. Because you know, Travis, you and I did a similar event down in Houston, Texas while yep. we were down there. And the back then, by the Back then, by the way, that facial hair would have you know, <laughs> right in. <laughs> <laughs> we did the Mug Awards down in Houston, yes. Texas for ESPN down there. And we want to come up with something here. Do we call them the Slee Awards? Do we call them the yes. Funchies? No. <laughs> What's wrong with the Funchies? Nothing, but I, I just want Slee to have I want Slee to have his name on the marquee. 100% <laughs> listeners, a big part of this, right? They can help kind of decide They need to come up with a name, Slee. We need a, a name today on social media. So Carlo here and the we, social media team is going to okay. tweet out and on Instagram, but we want the listeners' feedback. So an award show, 710, and we need a, we need a name for this award so show. So it's not the Oscars, but we need a name like it's the Oscars. It's our version of the Oscars. Right. So our, I like this. By yes, the way, our listeners are pretty creative. And it's They've on a Sunday with these leading things. up to the – you're going to start Super Bowl week. Yes. So, and I think – Just Super Week. Super Week. Super Week. Super yeah. week. We don't want That's to pay right. extra yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Lee. Careful on that one. Yeah. Already have a season desist coming. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right, so Super Week. And by the way, I think that's so. You're not going to have there won't be a Laker game on that Sunday, and mm-hmm. I already know that because we checked the schedule. We did we did our due diligence, as they like to say in our legal department. I mean, how great is that? Listeners also a part of this thing. That's a so hit us up, hit us up with what you think this award show should be called. Some other categories you'll like this, Lee. Fill in of the year. That's that's possible. Least best host of the year. Oh, that could be good. That's wordy. We need a new name for that. Beef too. of the year. We've already got some sketches on this one. Travis versus Mason about the scoreboard. Oh, there's Ma- no beef. I have the scoreboard and he doesn't. That's over. Mason versus John about golf. Then, of course, Travis versus John on That's golf. That's also lopsided. Quick question. Over. I tried I tried selling Trav on like some type of an agreement here where we give up the SoFi billboard for maybe a week I heard or it. two. Uh, I, I'm not getting any one. any push on this as well. So if I if I can't get any love from Travis internally, <laughs> then I'm never going to be at Staples Center. I think that's what we've decided. Best on social. I don't know if that would go to uh, you guys. Um <laughs> Amanda Brown, our boss, is also going to have an award. Pain in the butt of the year. That could actually be Slee. Could be in the yeah, running. I was going to say Slee's got a good good chance at that. Slee, have we ever been on the air live together? Yeah, we've we been have. on we've been no, on film we or ca- camera. I mean, I think we have. Yeah, yeah I think we the have. golf tournament. Videotape tells the story. That is right. Ed. <laughs> Thank you. The golf tournament. <laughs> Just so here's, there. Right, here's so there's a lot need. of categories. We need a name for this award show. We need a name show. from our listeners. And mm-hmm. if you pick the name, if we use your name, you're going to come out VIP on our. I just threw that in, Tommy, so you'll enjoy that. <laughs> you're going to come out VIP on us. It's going to be an will amazing pick you up. night. Chris will actually so pick you up if, then. When, at the night, when, when once we get the venue and the name and all these other things hammered out, will it be like the Travis and Slee portion of the event where all of our people get to hang with us? Well, there's going ta- to be tables for each show. It's going to be great. Why are you so selfish? Just we're going to do like with it. What's in it for Travis? Stage. Carlo, who has been really pushing, this all actually came together because he wanted to bring to life Family Feud. Okay, which is more of an afternoon show bit. I know you guys, you guys listen a lot in the afternoon. Anyway, that will come to life. We're going to do a real life version of Ask Slee. Now, can you imagine oh, five hundred people <laughs> drinking, drinking <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon? As long as I'm drinking too. <laughs> so as long as you guys want to go. <laughs> So it's going to be amazing. Sunday, February 6th. We're starting to put this thing together. But we need the listeners' help on social media today. Twitter, Instagram, at ESPN Los Angeles. Help us come up with a name, Slee. We need a name. All right, don't, don't look at me. They'll come up with something. We'll, they'll, they'll do they, it. They'll, they'll definitely do it. deliver the, the with that. The John of Fullerton de Esperanza. Do you think he'll bring uh, Mrs. John of Fullerton? I'm a fan. I hope I'm, so. I'm a huge fan. I hope Slee? so. Wait, by the way. TFP is very good at naming things. We've got a lot of options out there. We need the TRN Nation. The Travis Rogers yes. Nation. We need the Sliwa soldiers out there. 
I just gave you that one, Sleeva Soldiers. Take it. I like yeah, we need it. their help take today, it. but this is going to be huge, Sleeva. This is what we've this is what we've dreamt of for okay, years. Okay, so what do you need other than the listeners coming up with a good name? What do you need from Travis and I? What do we need to do? We're going to have to find a tux for that fat over there. <laughs> We're going to all be dressed up. I don't up. have one already. You have a tux? No. <laughs> it fits? No. Why do you think I don't ever have a suit on anymore? That, that suit is from a generation ago. That suit was from pre-third child. It's, uh, it's, that suit's old, both stylistically and metaphorically. <laughs> oh, this will be good. This will be it's good. It's going to be amazing, guys. Thank you for the time. Have a good rest of the show, Slee. All right, Thank so you, look, we've got uh, time with Taylor, ton of Taylor, bunch ton of, of Taylor. punch, yeah, ton, ton of, Taylor. of Taylor. That's what we're calling it. Uh, that's Taylor. coming up. We need your suggestions too. We need you to weigh in on what we need to call this. And if you want to be the caller of the year, if you want to be on that short list, you need to call us and make sure that you make an impact. That's all coming up. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This is why I like our listeners as much as I do, Slee, because you give them a task, you ask them to do something, and they immediately step up. We need a name for our award show that's coming up February 6th, and we've already got a suggestion. And here's here's the reward that you're going to get if you help us with the actual name, Mm -hmm. and it comes up, and it's a big thing, gets promoted all over the place. Um, we'll get you like a pair of LA, LAFC tickets. I don't know. We'll come up <laughs> I like you're just giving stuff yeah, away. We'll I like it. Something. Very quickly, LA and Joey. Joey, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's up? Good morning, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Just wanted to wanted to keep it plain and simple with the Pura Yesca Awards. The what? The Pura Yesca Awards. I don't I don't know what that means. Forgive me, but uh, we'll 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 see what. It, oh oh yeah okay. I'm getting a translation from the other room. That I mean I've heard worse ideas. If I'm if I'm understanding the uh, charades going on the other way, yeah we'll see we'll see what it is. Thank you, Joey. But uh, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, now I got it for sure. There we go. Yeah, why not? That'll work. Let's change the subject. Let's go to nope. Let's go right back Taylor to it. <laughs> right now. What do you got, Taylor? Okay, gentlemen. Good morning. By the way, do we mention Mace every time because? It was his suggestion on the ton of Taylor. Like, does he kind of does he have a piece of that? If you'd like to do that, He's be the my naming guest. rights. Sure, yeah, the naming the, rights. Well, we'll pay a fee, and then we'll just <laughs> not mention the, it anymore. Give the proper credit where it's That's due. Right. So, former boys in blue, Kike Hernandez and Jock Peterson, they're performing very well. Yeah, else. they're doing okay. They're and doing all right. Kind of a this painful postseason. reminder for Dodgers fans to see former fan favorites succeed. So, can you name for me a former player with another team that you continue to root for, despite how painful it may have been? I got one that came right to my head, and this one has uh, this one's fresh. It's very fresh. Have you seen Alex Caruso in a Chicago Bulls jersey? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like it's that like feels a little too personal. It's like seeing your ex so happy with another person. It's like, wait a minute, you shouldn't be that happy. We were never that happy. Uh, Alex Caruso, who will be here, I think in November. I want to say that maybe first second week of November, Chicago comes to town. Okay. I listen. The guy was obviously incredibly easy to root for. He's a dude that just rolled up his sleeves, went to work every single day, and I think he's a really good fit for the Bulls. Yeah, that one's a little tough to watch. Yeah, I'd forgotten he was even here. I know you did. <laughs> yeah. I brought him up like two weeks ago, yeah. and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that name." That's yeah, that's whatever. Unbelievable. He, he's a re- he's all all the things you said. Very very easy guy. Very. He's a very easy guy to root for, and yeah. he is a pretty good player, mm-hmm. but he was a pretty good player because old uh, LeBron James was standing there drawing a whole bunch of attention. Crystal's we'll a see. nice player. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> we'll see. You know, the answer to the question for Jersey's me, Taylor, up. is one of the names you mentioned. It's Kike. 
I loved Kike as a Dodger. He, he was such a valuable player. He could play all over the field. He has this unbelievably infectious personality. He's an incredibly positive guy. He's fun. He does goofy stuff, which is which is really good. And watching that guy hit 900 Bro, in the ALCS is pretty I remarkable. I see that dude bat. Yeah. Two things are happening. Either he's diving in center field. He's amazing. Or he's hitting one 450 yards. And there's exactly what I need to have happen. I need him to stay screaming hot right up until the Astros are out, and then I need him to go ice cold against the Dodgers. There That's what I need to have happen. There you go. Okay. Another Halloween, another year of bashing candy corn. <laughs> Travis and Slee, what is the worst candy of all time? This is easy for me. Do you know those little... It wasn't like, that easy for me. The, I had to go look you at You Googled bad lists. candies. Yep. It's not what the world thinks is bad candies. No, it's but what it reminds Alan me. Alan thinks are right, bad but candies. But it reminds me of... Because I would have said... A couple things I would have said. I would have said Tootsie Roll. Those are good. And I would have said the uh, the candy corn. Those, those were the two disgusting. that would come to mind. But just eat a I, candle instead of a candy corn. It's the same thing. It's just not colorful. The good and plenty those licorice are good. candy oh, those are delicious. was on the list. Yeah. Bro, those are not good. Those are great. Those are disgusting. They taste like black licorice. What? The, who doesn't Say that like to that? to my face. No, <laughs> you not see my mustache? Those are great. Those are great. By the way, <laughs> that's, when, that's when you know you're not a mustache, okay? <laughs> mustache guys, when you have to tell them, don't you see my mustache? Like, you need to justify I felt, it. I, had, I, I felt for a second that you weren't looking at it correctly, that you were challenging my authority as a mustache uh, That's pretty good. That's the way that it goes. Uh, what are yours? No, those ribbon candies that have that white stripe in the middle and the colors, they're disgusting. They turn into razor blades when you eat them, and they cut up the inside of your mouth. This what thing, it, the, 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 what's going on here? here? No, here's what it is. What's You'll know on? exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. It's that bowl of hard, gross candy that your grandmother has on her coffee table. Those. You you know exactly what I'm talking about now? I don't. Um, really? Raisinets, that's another bad one. Why are you saying this? Is, you know what my favorite thing about this guy is? <laughs> when he doesn't know or doesn't care, he just very aggressively changes the subject. Like, he doesn't even subtly go in another direction. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Raisinets? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I had it in my mind, so hey, I was waiting for an opportunity hell, to say it. I was waiting why, for an opportunity to say why it. Why are you disrespecting grandmother's ribbon that's candies? Now that's why fair. Why are you doing that? That's a, that's a great timing <laughs> and exactly fair to use that right there. <laughs> the next one. Okay, real okay. quick, real quick. Do you have a candy that you can't stand? What about Walker Bueller's start tonight, Al? What, 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 do you think that he's going to get into the sixth inning? Do you think that he'll pitch over 100 pitches tonight? Good See how it feels? See what you did there. <laughs> it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. I'm I'm tired of the good the good and plenty slander, honestly. Thank you, yeah. Taylor. Oh, you think Licorice. they're good too? This is great. Emily, yeah. where are we on good and plenties? I honestly cannot even picture what they are in my mind. They I look am... like Tic Tacs. They're a little bit longer than a yeah, Tic Tac, and they're purple and, and white. And white. Yeah. I don't like licorice in general, so I definitely Cut off would like good and It doesn't like licorice. My goodness. Those licorice I can do, just not those. <laughs> yeah. just can't do those. Candy in general is kind of nasty. Third cup of coffee, by the way. Which, um, I'm all in. Listen, third cup of coffee, it's not 11 a.m. Pre-game doesn't start till 5.30. You'll be fine. Yeah, no, no. Two o'clock is... Dodger game, too, and cybersonic missiles or whatever they're called. Next one, okay, Taylor. last one. Slee, while you're having a full-on existential crisis this morning <laughs> during our prep meeting, with the news full of hypersonic missiles, viruses, and impending doom, it's kind of tempting to want to live on another planet sometimes. Yes. So let's pretend for a second that you're about to hop on a spaceship and mm-hmm. never return to Earth, and you can, not, and you can only make Jeff one Bezos. last tweet, okay? Only one last tweet, okay. What's it going to be? Ooh. Um, send out the Lakers Talk podcast. <laughs> Catch it on ESPN app or on the iTunes. Just lay it out there for them. Couple last final downloads, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I'm on my way. 
never um, heard from What would again. I say in a final tweet? Damn, that's a okay. – Told you. That's it. <laughs> Bro, that's what you kept saying all morning. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I don't want news on in the background. That's not a good idea in the studio to have news on. It's, it's you kept saying all morning. You were like, "Dude, you're, what do you what do you expect? This is just adding to the a list. different scenario. <laughs> just add it to the list. We're you're we're not going to be dying. Train. You're just going to be saying goodbye to Earth. Told you. And Alex Caruso. Good luck. Probably something simple. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Do you ever? Do you Alex ever... Caruso's underrated. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. What about you, Trav? I told you, told you. That's all he's yeah, got. Told that, you. That's yeah. it. Told yeah. you. I'm short and sweet. This isn't. This isn't for me anymore. Why one told more you. shot at everybody else? Like, is that necessary? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my personality. Can't say I love you all. I want good luck yeah, on this because earth because I don't love them all, and I don't wish them good luck. Why would I say that? <laughs> that would be a Can't, lie. Couldn't you be like the Sixers front office and just pretended <laughs> for a quick second yeah, that's that going you really well. like Ben Simmons? <laughs> that's, by the way. So this far, dude is suspended now? Suspended yes. a game? As far as I don't give a blank what you think about me moves go, practicing with a cell phone in your pocket is right near the top of the list. That's amazing. That is a high-level bleep you move. Do you remember a situation like this where it's so public and it's so... Jimmy Butler basically went into the Timberwolves facility and tried to burn the place to the ground. I remember yeah. that. That wasn't that's great. A good, that's a good this, example. Uh, this is one of them as well. All right. Lakers opening night tonight. Here's the questions. Expectations for tonight, expectations for the season, and what needs to go right for the Lakers to meet those expectations. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.